This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. The American Civil Liberties Union and other nonprofit organizations and tech-oriented business coalitions have filed Friends of the Court briefs in federal court challenging the state of Montana's ban on the social media app TikTok. The ACLU contends in its brief that the law, passed this year by the legislature, violates the First Amendment, oversteps the federal government's authority to administer foreign affairs, and hinders business opportunities and political speech for Montanans. The organizations filed the briefs in support of enjoining Senate Bill 419, which would charge app stores $10,000 each time a Montana-based user was able to download TikTok, and every day in violation after that, beginning on January 1, 2024. Quote, the Constitution imposes an extraordinary high bar on this kind of mass censorship. That's according to Pat Toomey, Deputy Director of the ACLU's National Security Project in a press release. Montana's law violates the First Amendment, plain and simple, and should be halted. State officials, including Attorney General Austin Knudsen and Governor Greg Gianforte, have said the ban would protect Montanans from data collection from an app owned by the Chinese Communist Party, a claim that has been disputed. Gianforte previously banned TikTok on state devices and in state Wi-Fi. The ACLU says in its brief that Montana's TikTok ban, quote, blocks far more speech than necessary to serve any legitimate purpose, banning TikTok's operation outright and alluding generally to concerns over dangerous content without ever defining it. At least 19 senators, now including Florida's Rick Scott, have joined Montana Senators John Tester and Steve Daines in urging President Joe Biden to release federal funds for school archery and hunting education classes, saying in a letter that hunting and archery are strongly connected to the heritage of Montana. Second Amendment advocacy groups have been critical of the Biden administration ever since it was revealed last month that the U.S. Department of Education was blocking funds to elementary and secondary schools that feature archery and hunting education classes. The current situation goes back to the passage last year of the Senate's Bipartisan Safer Communities Act that was hailed by the President and gun safety groups as the first major federal gun safety bill since the 1990s. However, the legislation also included an amendment to the Elementary and Secondary Act of 1965, which bans such funds going to, quote, any person with a dangerous weapon or provide training for the use of a dangerous weapon. The senators contend that the Biden administration has intentionally misrepresented that provision to justify blocking funding for schools with outdoor recreational programs. Quote, outdoor recreation is foundational to our Western way of life, and any reduction of federal support for these educational programs is unacceptable. That's according to Senator Tester. He wrote that in a letter to the Department of Education Secretary Miguel Cardona on August 2nd. 
the Cascade County Weed and Mosquito Division has detected its first West Nile virus positive mosquito of 2023. The agency says in a news release that two WNV positive samples of adult mosquitoes were collected from the northern and northwest limits of Great Falls on Thursday, August 10th. The samples were confirmed positive by the lab at the Montana Department of Public Health and Human Services on August 14th. Mosquito control treatment were applied to the affected areas on the evening of August 10th, and Weed and Mosquito Division continues monitoring in those areas and throughout Cascade County. There have been no known human infections of West Nile virus in Cascade County in 2023, but the agency says residents are strongly encouraged to take steps to protect themselves. Last month, the first West Nile virus detection of the year in Montana was found in mosquitoes from Blaine County. No humans or horses have tested positive from West Nile virus yet this season, according to the Department of Public Health and Human Services. A recent report about wildfires and zoning in Montana is attracting attention. Headwaters Economics released the report, Building for Wildfire in Montana, Protecting Communities with Statewide Wildfire Safety Standards. The report shows that the number of new Montana homes in areas of moderate to high wildfire risk doubled from 1990 through 2020. In addition, since 2008, Montana has lost more than 1,400 structures to wildfires. The report details the acceleration of wildfires, not just in Montana, but across the country. The number of structures being burned by wildfires nearly tripled between 1990 and 2016. 87% of all U.S. wildfires from 2010 to 2020 were human-caused, and from 2000 to 2019, more than 2,000 U.S. communities saw wildfires of more than 100 acres come within two miles of those communities. Some federal wildlife officials estimate that between 50 and 95 percent of the $2.5 billion spent on firefighter costs comes from trying to protect homes. This week, Montana's Commissioner of Securities and Insurance issued a warning about insurance companies declining some coverage in Montana because of wildfire. On Monday, Montana Insurance Commissioner Troy Downing reported that some insurance companies have begun to refuse to write policies or increase coverage amounts in Montana due to fire. Downing's office stressed that while insurance companies can raise rates or refuse coverage, they can do so only when the risk is justifiable. For example, Downing's office has received complaints where the fire risk isn't substantially different even with climate change. Quote, many of these complaints have come from areas that are not threatened by wildfire, including areas within city limits of developed cities and towns. Downing continued, for example, we're aware of some instances of insurers refusing to offer coverage for property in Missoula because of the Sealy Lake fire. A group of indigenous tribes 
wants the Canadian government to act to mitigate transboundary water pollution coming from Tech Resources coal mines in British Columbia. The Confederated Salish and Kootenai tribes of Montana, the Kootenai tribe of Idaho, and others say that Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau had promised to meet this summer with U.S. President Joe Biden's administration on reducing and mitigating the impacts of selenium and other mine-related contaminants getting into the Elk and Kootenai Rivers. Selenium has been blamed for significant declines in fishery production in the river system, along with massive fish kills near the mine site itself. The contamination is traced to four mountaintop removal coal mines and other legacy coal production in areas operated by Tech Resources in southern British Columbia, north of Eureka. Canadian and U.S. government research found selenium levels more than 100 times the levels considered safe for aquatic life in the Fording River downstream of the mines. In 2021, Tech paid a Canadian national record $60 million fine for water contamination. It was fined another $2.2 million in 2023 for releasing effluent into the Columbia River. The Cascade County Clerk and Recorder's Office is warning residents about a scam letter being sent out regarding unwarranted tax payments. One resident was being asked to pay more than $27,000 plus interest. Cascade County resident Sue Converse knew something wasn't right when her 83-year-old widowed mother recently received what appeared to be a notice of a tax lien. Quote, it looked very official. On the bottom it said Cascade County Treasurer. Marie Johnson is the Cascade County Deputy Clerk and Recorder. She called the toll-free number on the letter. It was tied to a California-based company called Tax Network USA. Quote, there's some key points where they're trying to point out that they are affiliated with Cascade County, and they are not. The letter said Mary owed more than $27,000 in taxes and almost $7,000 in interest and penalties. Johnson says anyone who receives such a letter is encouraged to contact the Cascade County Sheriff and can always get verification from the clerk and recorder or treasurer. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide, with listeners in now 51 U.S. states and Canadian provinces, three Native American nations in 31 countries on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH, 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.